0: Being aware is simply noticing what's occurring in the mind, body, in this moment. Am I aware? That's simple. One of the qualities I mentioned last night, we talked about that, really in all of our practice, in all of our life, we're continually... Noticing it's always changing. We're learning about is the quality of wise effort, wise energy in our practice. As we said in this style, that am I aware right now? That's enough. The willingness, again, moment after moment, recognize what's happening in the mind and body that sense of patient perseverance, willingness to recognize again and again. But it's so easy, and for most of us, the sense of energy, even the the translation of virya as effort, tips into I have to do. And so, you know, with, our, with our sincere intention, our sincere motivation, so feel it's just, am I aware? That can't be enough. I have to do. And so, ever so subtly, or maybe not so subtly, you might start to notice the difference between, am I aware? Awareness of sensation, of thinking, of wanting... Awareness of peace to a subtle pushing the experience in a certain direction. You know, where a little bit clearer. Aware of sensation. It could be a little bit more subtle. Am I aware? Yeah, but I wasn't a minute ago, so how can I hold on and be aware in this next moment? Ever so subtle we're <laughs> not so so what's so this is a practice if we're just noticing again the quality in the mind that's aware we'll recognize the wanting the pushing the aversion and that's what's happening find that moment of recognition i'm aware there's nothing else to do in that moment again and again and again But what can, what can also be helpful to us from time to time, and um, there's a Tibetan practice, a Tibetan practice at the beginning of each practice period, to so just settle back and consciously tune into, so this is a choice, consciously tune into in your own heart mind your motivation for your practice. It could be your motivation for this particular 45 minutes we're sitting together, could be your broader motivation for your whole practice. But from time to time, especially if you feel like you're, you know, getting, getting kind of lost in pushing, or trying, or like, what, what the heck am I doing, you know, <laughs> why am I here, what's going on? Or it's becoming so rote, you're walking up and down, am I aware, am I aware, am I aware, yeah, I'm aware, I'm, you know, and just kind of losing the interest. So in two ways it's helpful. Oh, I'm probably more than that. When you sit down and tune in what's really important why am I doing this? It can and whatever's true for you. It can be not what should be true. <laughs> what is really true for you that you can tune into. It could be as vast as you know really having the the motivation to wake up in order to serve all beings. It could be really wanting, you know, it could be as as, uh, more immediate as to be present for whatever's occurring in this sitting. Again, it's not a should, because the second way it's helpful as we tune in, and often when we get into that efforting, subtly or not so, trying to direct our experience in a certain direction, right? A little more clear. A little more, whatever. A little less, whatever. Tune in and see, there can be uh, an idea in the back of the mind. Utejaniya talks about this a lot that we haven't quite allowed up into awareness. Something like, oh, really, if I, if I do this right, I'll get calm. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, and this isn't about judging, it's about noticing. Oh, yeah. My motivation is to cultivate calm. And my motivation is to experience compassion. Okay, those are great things. It's not about the thing. But notice, if that's in the background and we don't notice it, then should calm arise? And let me just take a moment here to say, as we've said before, every experience arises due to causes and conditions. If calm arises, my wanting it to be calm is not the cause. It will arise when the conditions in body and mind are appropriate. How will we know that, How we can learn what the appropriate conditions are, but that's only by steady awareness of things as they are. So that's a little aside. But anyway, it comes up, mm, yeah. Practicing for compassion, practicing for calm. We settle in, it doesn't quite feel like a wanting, it just feels kind of neutral. But then you may, if you just stay with the simplicity of, am I aware? You'll notice, say calm does come, or something close to come. The mind will want to land there. Okay, that's good enough. Now we got there. Land in the calm, and the interest, that interest investigation, so easily fades away. Now we got where we wanted to be. Ah, Compassion arises. Fantastic compassion. It's so beautiful. And again, it's so easy to get lost in the appreciation, the ideas about it. Recognizing compassion with awareness. Yes, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. notice how it feels, how it occurs, what thoughts arise, how it feels in the body, and how it changes. Because it will, as everything does. So just noticing that quality. It's a motivation, really, for you. And just settle into that. And if you feel or have a suspicion, even though you think, I'm just being with awareness, there's a trying to guide experience, which, let's face it, mostly we do. Instead Instead of you doing the work, let interest do the work not putting out effort but simply cultivating an interest and in how's awareness noticing what's happening now and now I wake up from a period of being lost in thought or seeing and not knowing with awareness ah awareness is here recognizing that interested in You notice any difference between a moment of awareness and a moment of not? Seeing what's happening now and now and now. From time to time what might be showing up is this quality of feeling tone vedna we've spoken of. However, any of the six experiences when they arise, it's just natural. As with perception, the mind experiences just this blip of it's pleasant, unpleasant, neither pleasant nor unpleasant. That's often not what's noticing, what's being noticed because it's subtle. So don't don't go looking for but at times when you notice, the mind's gotten all entangled in an experience somehow. It can start to get interesting to recognize how, Steve mentioned this some yesterday, how the, the feeling tone conditions, perception and feeling get into a whole world. And so with the unpleasant, so easily into that pulling back and all the forms of aversion and believing the story and with the pleasant. So easily, of course, into liking, wanting, or this is where I notice my mind gets tripped up in, in retreat, in meditation, is it's pleasant, so it must be correct. This is what's supposed to be happening. And again, that, that uh, energy, the effort from changes so quickly and subtly from perseverance to leaning into trying to Keep this one going because it's right. This is how awareness should feel. Spacious, clear, many objects so known at once. Oh no, this is how awareness should feel. Precise, sinking into the object, ever so subtle. But it's cloudy, so this can't be right because I don't like it. Noticing that. And the neither pleasant nor unpleasant, the neutral, is a really interesting place because so often the habit is not to notice at all. I think we've mentioned that. The thought comes up, oh, nothing's happening. Of course, that thought's a happening. Nothing's happening. But something's always occurring if we're conscious. So getting interested in, it's nothing. Calm is a state of mind quiet, stillness, subtle boredom, subtle vibration, just think, ah, how does neutral feel? Just exploring. Am I aware right now? And just settle back and allow all experience to arise be known, change, and pass. May the benefits of our practice be shared with all beings everywhere as a cause for their awakening. So this letting interest just remembering the possibility of interest that once existed, um, let the interest do the work, going through the day. But every moment, moment after moment, am I aware? Am I aware? And the steadiness, you know, and this as as you see, it's starting to become more natural. It starts to get its own momentum, the awareness, and the steadiness is what really reveals the cause and effect process you know, in our experience, not thinking about it, but really seeing. So, uh, I was talking about last night, the qualities in the mind that give rise to action, for example. Just paying attention, and you may notice wanting, or happiness, or compassion, or just doing the obvious, you know, and the action, and being aware through the action, why are you doing what you're doing? whatever it is you're doing, walking, where you choose to walk, when you choose to walk, when you stop, when you turn around, when you go have tea, when you think about having tea and then don't go have tea, watching the whole thing, seeing what happens in the mind, seeing how it leads to action or not, seeing what keeps growing, it's being fed or starved in the mind as you continue with the action, all out of interest, not out of getting somewhere. Uh, Someone reminded me last year of a line they read in uh of, you know, awareness has no direction. We're not going somewhere. We're just being aware, just watching the whole process like that. Another thing that gets interesting to see that starts to be revealed in the steadiness is the, the uh, unconscious um, selective perceptions, you know in awareness. And so you may start to see we, we're privileging, um, noticing the calatias, which is useful, you know, to really see it. And that sense, when I was talking about last night, the, the coolness, when the calatia dissolves, maybe awareness jumps over, we space out till the next big problem comes. Just You start to notice that, you start to notice. Or the reverse, okay, okay, this is suffering, I have to recognize it, but we really relax into presence when it's pleasant. You know, I'm not saying there's not a right or wrong. We just start to see. And see if that, you notice from time to time that, that coolness when the kalatia dissolves, or noticing if that kind of often experiences neutrality doesn't count. I'm not aware. I wasn't aware. Sometimes we think I'm not aware when there's awareness, but we're evaluating by how clear some object is. But don't think, I'm just saying this stuff. I don't want you to think about it. Stop <laughs> thinking. <laughs> <I'm> just. <laughs> dropping in possible things and then hopefully whatever's occurring in your experience will be different because it's different all the time. But the steadiness, I'm giving examples, how the steadiness of awareness just starts to reveal the cause and effect process and that piques the interest, the interest. So let the interest do the work. Relax, observe, allow. So any comments, questions about practice, aware? Yes, yes? I'm aware of what you talked about last night, and I think Steve mentioned it earlier in the week, of thoughts arising in the mind and then them affecting the body. So, just now, Okay, good, good. My body responded by like a little bit of adrenaline, uh-huh. a little bit of anxiety. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel that. Good. Um, I've also noticed, I'm aware that sometimes it's as if my body has a feeling or sensation that then my mind notices and starts to make a story about it. Great. Great. Let me just say before I forget, and then you can say what else, because only a little bit (laughs) (laughs) stays in here. (laughs) She's noticing, I just wanna say it's a lot of awareness, what you're describing. Anyway, like, for example, how there'll be uh, a thought, a feeling in the mind, the thought came up, I'm going to ask a question, and there's um, then a corollary response from the body, kind of the flush of adrenaline and noticing that. So in a way, noticing how mind affects body. Mind and body uh, affect one another. And, or the reverse sometimes. There'll be a feeling in the body, and then there's an awareness of it, and then noticing thoughts occurring in the mind, trying to explain and name what that is. So kind of like... It's a way, it's like body conditioning mind, mind conditioning body, you could say. That's great, that's great observation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So The question is, in what was said last night, which I understood to be that all actions arise from the mind, but that experience of the mind having a sensation the mind explaining it, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So the point I'm wondering I'd say it's a, mis, a, a mis-explanation. Um, she said, it seems like, when I said last night, or the Buddha says, all actions you know, stem from the mind, but it seems like in that case where there's experienced sensations in the body, So that seems to initiate the thoughts, the thinking in the mind, and then if there's an action to do something, say you're uncomfortable, it seems as though that all initiated from the physical experience. Is that what you're saying? It seems the physical experience is just occurring, just like a sound may occur, right? It's not um, an action of intention in the mind. We're just sitting here and physical sensations come right? It's not a movement. So that's just an occurring experience, any of the six sense doors. Then the reaction in the mind, the thinking about it, okay, so that is a mental experience in relationship to the physical, but the physical did not have an intention to make that mental experience happen. That arose with the, as a response to the physical. And then any movement, say there's a movement, you know, an intention to act, that movement is arising from what's occurring in the mind. It may be that what's occurring in the mind, aversion, for example, is a response to unpleasant physical sensation. But the aversion is occurring in the mind, that about-to-move occurs in the mind, and the movement comes from that. But what you're seeing is intention itself, that intention to move... Does not exist in isolation, and that's it's part of a whole chain of occurring experience, and that's really key to see in terms of anatta, not self, because the sense of I'm doing that about to and then we move is one of the it's occurring in every moment of thought, speech, action. It's so poo. One of the big questions whenever we talk about anatta, nothing, no experience is me is, but then who's doing X, Y, Z. Who's moving? Who's this? Who's that? So what you're seeing is exactly the chain of cause and effect that doesn't have an owner. There's a physical sensation. It's unpleasant. There's a reaction in the mind of thinking or I don't like this. That gives rise to an intention to move. That intention to move moves the body. It's all an ongoing. So that's, that's fantastic awareness. Keep on noticing. The wisdom that can come from that at some point, oh, You'll see. What I'm saying is borrowed wisdom, right? I'm saying it. You may or may not see that, but you are seeing it. Keep on seeing it. That clear seeing is where the panya will come. Not just, well, oh, okay, I get it. There's no me. It's over. No, but you'll see over and over that whole chain. Great. That's great. Yes? There's is the issue of clauses and conditions. That's correct. And is it important to be able to do that? No. For you, I'm talking to you, particularly you, because we're all different and we've talked a little bit. So I want to say, in some ways, it's all causal and conditioning things happening. If, If, say, you say, for example, Kalesa is a result of the causes and conditions, but then that moment of, say, aversion... Becomes, comes into the web of causes and conditions for the next arising thing, just as her example, then that may be part of the cause, the condition that gives rise to a movement. That movement may be the cause and condition that gives rise to the next mental state. Do you see what I mean? So, And it's very complex. As we talked in the group, there's all kinds of physical stuff and emotional stuff and external things. And to actually think we can notice all the causes and conditions giving rise to what's occurring right now will make us nuts. And when I said it to you, because, because our tendency is to think a lot, and that's to, to think we should analyze, but noticing that's thinking. But noticing in the big picture, as we talked about, how the causes and conditions just keep rolling. Manindraji, one of Joseph's teachers, used to love to say, um, empty phenomena rolling on. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, to realize that's how things go, but then with the steadiness of awareness, keep noticing. You may notice how big a big condition conditions the next, conditions the next, but we can't know all. In fact, the Buddha spoke about uh, all he said he knows so much, he said he knew so much more than he was teaching. You know, how many leaves are in the forest and how many leaves are in my hands, which is more what the forest, oh Lord. What I know is like the forest, but what's useful to learn for freedom is what's in my hand. And then he said, talking about karma, which is all the causes and conditions that lead to what's occurring now in action, he said, to try and understand all the workings of karma will drive you mad. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) But the fact of that there isn't a steady state and that things are affecting one another and moving, that, that process is freeing the more we notice it. We just can't notice all the facts of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Comforting. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable, though. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. 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 I noticed for myself that my emotions serve as an alarm for me to become aware huh? of whatever has triggered those emotions. Her mm-hmm. emotions serve as an alarm to become aware of whatever has triggered... Can I ask you, mean all emotions or just difficult ones? Difficult emotions. Difficult emotions. What about non-difficult emotions? Do you notice them? No. <laughs> Great. That's something to notice, the steadiness of awareness. Cool. So starting to notice what you just said, that difficult emotions trigger you being aware, is a piece of personal wisdom. Panya, you're starting to see some of the habits in your mind. Yeah? So you can drop in the question. Not go looking for, but just drop in the question and let it light up your interest. Well, do non-difficult emotions ever arise? And then just be present moment to moment and see. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Have fun. (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) Just what's happening. (laughs) Okay, the last question. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. You notice confusion. Good, good. Noticing, figuring it out. How does that feel? What's going along with that? It feels stuck. I feel like my body moves me. I don't. I'm not aware of the thought. Right, you're not aware of the thought. You're not aware of the intention. Yeah. Yeah, right. My body sort of That's right. The body moves. Because you're not aware of the intention. No. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens even when I have a lot of awareness. Uh-huh. Even a lot of awareness. Good. Uh-huh as far as he knows. So I would say great, just keep landing in the awareness and notice what you notice. Really. So I can say I am saying <laughs> that as the buddha taught and in my experience, you know, there's no movement without that mental click of motivation intention and that often we don't notice it. It's quite possible not to notice it. But my saying that is you know, heard wisdom to you. That's not your own experience yet. So take that in as information, but then just keep, you know, landing in awareness moment to moment and see, you know, see if it's true or not. And the feeling of stuckness, right? Being just feeling with that feeling is there like, what's behind it? Is stuckness okay? Yeah, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Feeling, <laughs> really noticing that. That's the next arising thing. How does that, what's the relationship in the mind to stuckness? It's kind of, is it, I don't know, but notice, is it kind of wanting? Is it kind of aversion? Is it kind of, yeah. So aversion is like this. Because that's really, and this is what can be hard to trust, is what we really land in is when we notice figuring it out, and now I'm expanding, wanting to figure it out, which is a big one for Probably most of us, right? We, that's, a, that's a story that really sucks us into content. And we really believe with our Western scientific minds, that's the way to go. And to just say, trying to figure it out feels like this. It's like, come on, that's a cop-out. <laughs> trying to figure it out feels like this? Aversion? No, I got to figure that out. <laughs> so, <laughs> aversion feels like this. Land in awareness. <laughs> Land in awareness, and it's time to stop. That's what, uh, no, uh, yeah. This is really the radical trust in this moment of awareness. That that's where the steadiness of awareness is, where the the samadhi, the clear seeing, the wisdom's going to arise. No matter what the object is, no matter what. And so when you notice you're caught in figuring it out or whatever, it's a clue, oh, awareness of this, when your mind goes, no way! That's a clue. Can I land in awareness of that? No way! Feels like this. Doesn't have to change, nothing has to go away, nothing has to be different. Awareness of what's happening. It's radical, you know, that's what we're cultivating. Okay, go! (laughs) Notice why you get up. (laughs) Yeah, okay, right, thank you. So today, a little announcement, again at 4.15, there'll be Steve and Alexis,